0: How I started as a cub, turned into a lion, on this episode of Real Talk with Sensei Nick. What is up everybody? How are you all doing? I hope you're all doing incredibly well today. Uh, This story was actually requested and I wanted to dive deep into that and talk about what it means to be a martial artist, how I actually got started And I think by the time you're hearing this audio, it would be my 30th year anniversary in the martial arts. And it's really odd to say that it's been 30 goddamn years, but it has. And it's been an amazing, amazing time. I have a picture of my very first promotion. I always keep it on my desk to remind me where I used to be. And that little kid right there was me, you know, Try, you know, raising up to accept yellow belt. And then I was immediately blinded by the sun because I was the only guy who took the... I was the only one who took that one spot where I get blinded by the sun right away. And still, I look at this photo and I can actually smell that dojo. Just by looking at it. And it's super, super, super strange. But it's really 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 cool it's really cool i could smell that carpet still all right. all right so my martial arts story 30 years ago march of 1991 i was a young kid and my parents were looking for something for me to do i was a <laughs> i was a sick kid I had scoliosis issues, cerebral palsy problems, yada, 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 and all this hunk of junk stuff that I had going on. And um, I, I remember participating in my very first T ball game. And, you know, for those of you who might be listening who don't know what T ball is, you've got to um, imagine baseball and all its challenges and athleticism. Take that all away and put the ball on a stick, and just leave it at that. Like that was it. It's. I remember getting up to the plate, looking at it, and I looked. I was six years old. I lined up my bat, and I looked at the ball. I looked at the coach. Looked at the ball again. I looked at the empire, and I said, "Where's the challenge?" I swung three times just to get out, and I, I told my dad, "I said I don't want to do this." Walked away, and we were going for um, uh, for some iced tea at a convenience store, and um, there was this giant sign that had Ninja Turtles, and it said Karate. Now, if you were around in the early '90s enough to remember some of these things. The Ninja Turtles was everything. Ninja Turtles was pretty cool. And, you know, I had everything Ninja Turtles, all the toys and all the other happy stuff, you know. So I'm like, yeah, dig. Ninja Turtles, awesome. That's my jam. Let's do this. And, you know, he says to me, he says, oh, man. All right, let's see what this happens. And, you know, we go in and we meet Sensei Eric Gifford. A amazing human being and a phenomenal life force of me and the guy who made me who I was he uh, says all right says have your boy come by watch a class and I remember I said oh man no shoes nothing or anything I don't know what we can do right and he tells me he says I want you to soak it in and let's see what happens so I watch, and I'm just totally blown away by the fact that you can earn belts, you can improve, almost the military-like precision at that time. And, and my grandfather and I would talk a lot about World War II, so immediately I'm like, military stuff? Cool. And, you know, we start over the years, started watching things like Karate Kid, and I fell, you, you all know me, you know I fell in love with that movie. And while there are others, and then Ninja Turtles, and all these other things that came about, and I'm like, oh man, this is so cool. Now, I was a sickly kid. I was a very, very, very tired child. I had the cerebral palsy. My arm was way up past my shoulder, made my right arm look like a chicken wing, and I had chronic sinus infections. My nasal passages didn't fully develop until I was in my teens or somewhere around there. I had chronic sinus infections every three months. I spent a day out of school just being sick as a dog. I had asthma and my my, my right hip was an inch above my left hip. And, you know, i like, how's he going to do this karate thing? How's he going to do this? Now, here's the deal. I worked my damn butt off to get to where I was. I am the only person at this that I know of. There might have been more by the time I got it. I got my black belt about almost 19 years ago now. And, you know, when I had my, earned my black belt, I was the only person with a disability to earn the damn belt, to earn it. And I told myself that when I got to like green or when I, somewhere where I was kind of making headway in this, I'm going to make, I'm going to put a black belt around my waist. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get there. I'm going to make myself be black belt. Now, at the time, what happened was if anybody had a disability, um, there were some kids that, you know, had an anxiety wasn't really a thing, but um, kids that had Down syndrome, kids that had a lot of other problems. Um, various forms and issues that may have happened. Um, Even somebody, I think, who was missing an arm. And, um, you know, ironically, we didn't like each other. That was pretty interesting. Um, And, you know, others who were not doing so hot. And the thing was, not in Giffords Academy, but in a lot of, uh, in the southeast Massachusetts area, Once they got to a certain point, you. The sensei would just award them the black belt. Thanks for playing. You did so good. You're our special buddy. The hell with that crap. The hell with that. Like, I wanted to be able to earn it and to say that was mine and my blood, sweat, and tears. Earned my belt around me. Now, as I mentioned before, the lion, the most powerful animal in the animal kingdom, did not earn I mean, did not become the lion once they were born. He didn't he or she did not get all the skills to become the lion. There wasn't there immediately. They had to hunt. They had to be able to go up, up at the grind and learn or die. My mentality was, is I had to get the grind. I had to be able to get there, move ahead, learn everything even if i had all the stuff i had like even try to twirl around the bow staff was a hard thing to do and if i was moving the bow staff around i had to practice harder than anyone i ever had i ever had there stuff did not come natural to me learning how to punch with my bad hand when it was all the way up here or even learning how to fight when I couldn't even bring my hands together to be able to protect myself, and let me—I remember a time I had to bite my hand with my with my sparring glove in order to cue it in the right position to be able to move right, because I was I was led left foot first, and all that other junk. I had to do more. I had to do more and do that. And when the belt was around my waist for the very first time, um, it was. probationary period but when it was down I put it on my waist for the very first time on July 21st 2001 boom 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 in and done coming on 20 years from that moment very soon that was the point the pinnacle of I fucking earned this I fucking earned this now let me back up and I want to talk to you for anyone who might be listening or anybody who might be thinking about this for night now, there have been times in your life when things have been given to you, and there are times in your life where you earned every single shred of respect for earning that moment. You know, whether you were a, um, whether you earned a, like, you made your way into the military or you know you got that job that you've been fighting for or you made it out of high school alive or you or whatever or you got the respect of people or you earned that promotion or whatever it is it didn't it feel goddamn good when you got that point when you're like I did this this was mine That was my whole mentality through my 11 year career as a martial arts student. I'm still a student in the first 11 years. Let me really track that because it's been 30 years of martial arts training. I'm still practicing, I'm still a student, I'm still doing everything. The highest level that anyone could attain is being a teacher. Now, if you're a teacher, what that means is you've earned the the spot where you could teach but you are still a consistent learner i am not a perfect person i could be in better shape i could stretch more i am older i have aches somewhere i still have cp issues but honest to god this is the thing you've got to remember of the all the martial arts journey it's the one that is earned the reason why people quit the journey is because they get past the journey and they go okay I've had enough and they don't see the potentiality of what they can be and that annoys me that annoys me more than you could possibly believe and the lion in me kept growing and There are times in your life where you feel you want to give up. When you feel that you need to settle. And all through my time, when I put the colored belts on, all the way through the rainbow, all the way up, and I figured to myself, I said, maybe I need to bow out and do something else. Or maybe I'd... But you know what? This kept coming back to me. This kept coming back. And I remember... There was, in Giffords Academy Martial Arts, there was a poster of Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee was doing it, and everybody has seen that picture of Bruce Lee, where he's just standing there, and he's looking really, really cool, and he's got the face, like, and he's like, he's got that, and he looks awesome. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, and if you don't know specific, just Google Bruce Lee, look at a cool picture, the dude's awesome. And I said, that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be the one to do that. Out of 100,000 people who begin the martial arts journey, only two make black belts. You gotta think about how that is. Only two make it, only two see it to the end of the journey. And every moment I had a self-doubt and saying, maybe this is not me. Maybe this is not what I need to do, or maybe I need to do something else. I found that little glimmer and hope in the fact that everybody in my family did not do this at all. Nobody got to the point and said, you know, I think I need to try a little harder. The majority of my family are people who just went out, got out of high school, and then got a job. And, you know, they could. I love them all to death but some of them could go tomorrow and there would be very little impact that they may have had. But for me, it's about making an impact. Again, the lion does not become the lion. It is not the lion when they're born. The cub becomes the lion. On the day when I finally made it to black belts, I finally got to the point where I wanted to be able to be better. And I wanted to be able to do more, and I wanted to be able to do bigger, better things. And I said to myself, and I remember thinking about it. And my uh, my wife was there actually. We just just started dating, and I wish I had. There's a ah. There's a photo book somewhere around here. Uh, I'll find it. But she had she wrote this really cool poem about what I was doing and you know how things were. And you know, how was it it's how an awe and people were thinking about me going for my black belt and how nobody could ever see at this point how I could make it to that point in the day. But it was the inner spirit in me that said, I'm going to be better than I was. I'm going to I'm gonna make an impact for others. That's why climb came to be. I always want to challenge yourself to do the hard things. And there was a time when I was um, in my mid-twenties. I lost my martial arts school due to litigation. I had a student who injured himself and he sued. He admitted in the court that he lied about being injured And it wasn't as bad as he portrayed it to me because he was told by his mother that they needed money. Not a good thing you want to mention, by the way. Um, Certainly did not obtain the honesty that I taught him. But, again, maybe he did because he, he told the absolute truth and everything got thrown out. I lost my ability to teach for a while. It was martial arts actually came back very recently, not only on the fact that I had a few students who were very interested in learning again. Also, yes, Cobra Kai is on Netflix, and that show is bloody awesome. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But I remembered something when recently it's about me doing hard things. And what you need to do is you need to do hard things in your life that will elevate you. Hard things that will benefit others and hard things that will make you say to yourself, I've been damn proud of me. And make others be better and others be stronger. That's where I've learned and why I put the black belt around my waist. And I know yes, belt you know, you know, belts are for keeping your pants up, and you know they have the stronger ones at JCPenney. But it's a <laughs> If you got that joke, you can put the LOL down in the comments um, But it's a, a reason of why we want to push to do things because not only Again, the cub becomes a lion But what we need to do is constantly improve and constantly keep getting better and better and better and If we don't we're not consistent towards the goal of being at the top Whatever you're doing in your life you need to be sure that you are the best that you possibly can be amongst your crew. And if you are the best you possibly can be amongst your crew, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're a life coach, whether you're a <laughs> whether you're a um uh whether you're a podcaster, whether you work at a call center, or whether you're a mom or whatever it is you possibly do. What you need to do is you need to be, you need to look at yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to be the best person that I can be. I'm going to be the best person and I'm going to see this all the way through. And if I can't see this all the way through, there better be a damn good excuse as to why you didn't earn that high level mountain. And if you didn't earn that high level mountain, Then you need to face yourself internally and say, yeah, it was a bad thing. But I got to the top of the mountain and it is damn good. I, (laughs) I got to where I need to be. I got to where I need to be because I always, always saw that I was the lion inside. I always, always saw That I can do amazing things. And you know, you know in your heart of hearts that you are the best person in your circle. You know in your heart of hearts that you can do amazing things. And those little things that are holding you back, they can help. You know, that's okay. You have fear. But you can also do great things. Okay? Let's keep it going. So that about does it for Real Talk with Sensei Nick. That is a brief end to it of my martial arts story. If you have more questions on it, or if you have more thoughts, please go ahead and reach out. Please go ahead and tell me what more you want to know. And if you have more ideas and topics for Real Talk with Sensei Nick, or even if you want to be a guest, reach out to me and DM me on Nick's, uh, Sensei Nick Tabor on Instagram, and I'd be happy to go ahead and have you on here. This has been Real Talk with Sensei Nick. We're part of the 4041 Media family, 4041 media.com, where you can go ahead and reach out to other podcasters, such as the caster of Free Your Geek, Psych Your Crime, Historic Pinstripe, and many other shows, many YouTubers and streamers. Congratulations to Reclases, who also got another world record on on speedruns. Awesome job, dude. We love you. We love you here. So this has been Real Talk with Sensei Nick. You have an amazing day, and thank you for watching.